How do you measure yourself with other golfers? By height. It's a very, very special honor. I'm Paula Kramer, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. Well, we're waiting. Hi, this is Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Kreese from Cobra Kai, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. Welcome, golfers, to another edition of the, the 19th Hole, brought to you by Golf Talk Live. I am your co-host, Alan DePew. I am joined, as always, by my partners in crime, Christian Azamus. Alan, how's it going? Good. I feel better now that I'm back in control of the show opening. Not going to lie. Andrew hey, DePew. How are we doing, guys? Always hey, back For the third. record, that always was the best show open of the year. I, w- I want to be the first to say that. So That was, a, that was amazing. You did a tremendous job. What can I say? I'm one of a kind, you know? I won't go that far. Not going that far. Andrew, comfortably sitting in the number three spot. How you doing? I'm okay. You know. <laughs> Andrew's chilling. All right. Hey, lots to talk about today. We've got, we're heading to the putting corner. Tony Leodora is making an appearance. The traveling golfer has been found. He's down in the putting corner with Dave Hamilton working on his stroke. He also joins us later in the show with a brief interview, our air, our segment we're, we've now dubbed Tea Time with Tony. Since he is the traveling golfer, we got got to book him a tea time. Well, this on this tea time, he is joined by none other than Jason Kokrak of the PGA Tour. So listen to stay around for that. Also on on tap for today, eight ladies are over in Asia. Men are back down at Innsbruck at the Copperhead course. And I want to start it out. And we may even have a conversation about Kim Kardashian here in a minute. So, but let's start it about what I think is the coolest topic on Hold the Hold on a second. Did you just say Kim Kardashian is going to be on talking to wait, what? I'm I'm going to talk about Kim Kardashian in a minute. Are we becoming an e-podcast now? Is that what we're going with? Similar yet different. Yes. I do like though, and we got we'll talk air off this. You're on tap. I like this, and I I just came up with a marketing idea for future shows so that we let people know what we're doing. But we'll talk off air. I got a great idea. By the way, did did you notice I wore black today? So that it looked very trimming. On that's and and the one time you don't do audio, Andrew. Thanks. Yeah. Or you only do audio. Anyway, let's start it out with what I consider the coolest story. There's lots of cool stories, human interest stories. Chris, I'm going to throw it over to you in, in response first, but big Michael Visaki. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 golf for you, obviously, right there. You know what I mean? Like making a cut, you know, being able to tell your family about it. it I mean, that's just like it, it, those are priceless moments. And I was super happy for him that he made the cut. You know, he made a bomb on the last hole. So, I mean, so qualifying to, to get so to that you, spot. So those of you that are not aware – Big Mike, as they call him, down on the mini tours. He's a he's a mini tour veteran, 27 years old, has a dream. We all as golfers have always had dreams, especially if, if you took up this game when you were young, you always were standing over that one putt, trying to make that putt to win the Masters or whatever the case. Mike's dream was he wanted to play the PGA Tour, Andrew. And 27 years old, toiled on the, the mini tours for almost a decade, I guess, since uh, 20, seven years, yeah. 
And as Christian said, he, he, he drops a bomb. I think it was in a playoff, wasn't it, Christian? And, uh, I believe so. I think it was like 25 feet, maybe 20 feet. Yeah. 25, and he, feet. It was massive. And he's, sure. uh, he's, all, he's all over social media right now, even the big boys, JT, all of them, right, you know, congratulating him on air. And uh, what's your thoughts, Andrew? Um, my thoughts are obviously first and foremost, congratulations on being able to qualify, um, doing something that probably not a single one of us will ever do in our lifetime. Um, however, it's pretty cool. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, you know, obviously we talk about all the time, like how this, this game is between generation and it allows generations of, of family to be able to play, but very first thing he thinks of is Colin Pops. And I, I can think nothing cooler. Like if you had a special moment like that, I mean, I can tell you the number of times I called you, like when yeah. any any special event happened. So getting to be able to share that, um, that was cool. Um, I really hope he does well. I don't, I, we're obviously recording a little bit, uh, little bit later than normal for some personal reasons so obviously the show is going to be coming out after they've already started down there but um you know i, I think it all in all it was a cool situation I, and to do it in the style that he did it i mean it was he he clearly had the mentality of it's either going in the hole or 15 feet by because i'm not <laughs> losing so um, that thing had some pace on it it looked like my putting stroke with some pace and and not knowing how to control it but he actually did so We'll give him props where it's due. Yeah. I, I, well, speaking as the father, <laughs> you are absolutely correct. I mean, there is there is nothing more than rewarding than watching your children, guy or gal, children, um, accomplish something. And, and especially if, if it's something that you have shared in the challenges, the ups, the downs. I was, I was, you could just hear it in his father's voice. I mean, his father started crying and, and reports about how they used to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches so that they could, I mean, he could have enough money to, to chase the dream as a family. I mean, so, I mean, Christian, how cool, right? I, I agree. I mean, like uh, some of my fondest memories are, are playing with my dad and those are memories that, you know, I'll obviously never forget and I'll continue to do that throughout my life. Um, you know, but, you know, one thing I did notice is that, you know, he, he, you could just see the excitement out of him. You know what I mean? You could just tell that he just truly, truly, truly wanted this. And, you know, it also goes to show you too, hats off to like Justin Thomas and these top players. They don't have to go out and, and, and talk to this guy. They don't really know this guy, top player in the world, you know, but they did that. And that just goes to show you how good the golf community is and everybody has each other's back. And I love that. I, and by the way, I, by no means of saying this, that this was their intention, but maybe it's because of their new $40 million payout. I'm saying it's not, that's not the case, but let's go back to that. Absolutely horrific. In my opinion, marketing idea. We're yep. going to, we're going to grade uh, and have a $40 million purse for those people that basically are the most popular on social media. And Andrew, this is how I tie in Kim Kardashian. 216 million followers. She now plays golf. Does somebody got somebody who's middle of the pack go, hey Kim, help me out here. Throw it out to your followers. Let's go. Is Kim Kardashian gonna be the new I, collaborator for a middle mid-level PGA golf 
tour professional. So I did not think this is where you're going because I thought you saw, and maybe you did, and this just hasn't gotten brought up yet, but I thought you were going to go with the, with the statement of she was recently photographed with a Callaway staff bag and Callaway had basically given her a whole brand new set of sticks to her and her family. So that's where I thought you were going. And then I saw a meme that basically stated that Callaway stock went instantly down in the golfing community. <laughs> saw they were playing Callaway. Um, no shot at obviously trying to be at Callaway because obviously they're a great company, but I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was just funny. Um, Christian, notice that it's the, that's like the only manufacturer he hasn't tried to get a sponsorship with. Don't like to play yeah, golf ball. I can be honest with you. It's just not my cup of tea. I'm a more of a TP5, you know, pro yeah. kind of guy. Callaway does nothing for me. Um, but that being said, I don't think it had anything to do with it. I don't think it's going to have anything. I think their marketing disaster, if you want to call it that. And I, I, I will call it that by the PGA tour. Cause it was a, you know, marketing disaster with how they came out about that. Um, quite frankly, I, I think that they're going to look a little bit more deeper than just, Hey, I have more followers or I have this helping. Cause I, I think, like we said, there's going to be a lot of backlash of guys like, you know, although they're phenomenal guys, guys like JT, DJ, these top end who are already making millions upon millions. And then the middle level guys like a Kevin Kisner or, uh, you know, you can, the list goes on and on from there, but you know, like those guys, those are the ones that could make more out of it. I feel like. So um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, long story short, we will see. Alan, who makes more putts, Andrew or Kim Kardashian? Awesome. <laughs> are we talking mini golf or are we talking real golf? That's the question. I put my money on Kim Kardashian. Actually, I'll tell you what, I saw I saw a funny they're they're like the caddies are gonna now have, you know, their hashtags and everything else on the back of their on, on their <laughs> so that more people will follow them. It's it's you're right, Andrew. What a bad, bad rollout on the marketing idea there. Oh, but uh, you know what is good? What's that? Christian, do you know what's good? Oh, what is a good? good? A good, healthy body. And you can't have a healthy body. Without our good friends over at Yips. I will say this. Um, we're going a little off script because typically we talk about calming the nerves, but we'll go with the healthy body. Um, but speaking of Mike, Mike, Big Mike, as they call him, Obviously, he must have had some nerves. He must have calmed the nerves. I don't know if it was for our good friends over at Yips, but probably had something to do with it, just saying. Um, so we can't obviously bring up our good friends over at Yips without saying that they are the official CBD and herbal supplement of Golf Talk Live and the 19th Hole Podcast, and they're the world's first full-spectrum CBD supplement. They figure out a way to create a product with zero loss to the plant strain, which is known as the Lacey Effect, the big things that I take away from it after getting to talk with these guys are there are no toxins, additives, chemicals, or anything else that's just bad for the body like the other big CBD brands put in there. And it's created with all organic, non-GMO, gluten-free ingredients. Again, best products being put into your body. If you're looking to get a hold of this phenomenal product, be sure to use our code GTL10 for 10% off. Again, that's GTL10 for 10% off and start being able to see those great benefits today. Thank you, Andrew. I try my best, even though I bat third. And, and, and that, that is the perfect segue for us to throw it down to Tony in the putting corner. Tony, take it away, my friend. 
And now, it's time for our monthly feature, The Putting Corner. Pauling, this calls for the old Billy Barul. This is a biggie. Don't let me down, Billy. The Putting Corner, where golfers learn that some players drive for show, but the winners putt for dough. Well, it's great to be back in The Putting Corner and be back with our great friend, Dave Hamilton. Dave, welcome back. Good to talk to you. Good to be back, Tony. Well, I want to start this session, even though there's a lot of news involving uh, the putting arc and some of the things that have been going on, with a little story. I coach a first tee junior team in the Florida area, and last night at practice, I brought out the putting arc. These kids have uh, been making great progress in the few weeks we've worked with them, and I just thought it would be something interesting to bring out and see how they did. And the first thing I realized is so many of these young kids who are on a, you know, a, a, their level of proficiency is all over the board on this particular team. But there was a lot that I saw from many of them in that their regular putting stroke is the the typical amateur one where they take the putter back outside, drag it, drag it back through the putting line uh, to the inside. So when they tried to use the putting arc, they were taking it away from there and then banging the putter into it. Uh, it took just a short amount of time for them to make the adjustment and putt along the line of the putting arc, and all of a sudden they were making tw- 10, 12-footers left and right. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's neat. It's a good. I mean, that the history of that goes back a long time. I mean, it's fun to to see some of the players that have gotten putting arcs at a fairly young age. I I, I don't know. We might have talked about it before. I was looking through a few years ago. I was looking through old orders, and I saw this fifteen-year-old girl that ordered one on the internet at in I think it's fifteen two thousand five or something like that, and turned out right now she's she's the best putter in the world male or female that everybody you know when they talk show her on tv they acknowledge that and she so she got got one retail with her own money back in back then and wow and it's been a good putter and one one of well don't keep know, that secret who is it the world won a bunch of stuff so that's pretty neat so yeah. don't keep that secret from it who is it well, in NB Park, one. Ah, there you go. Like she, she got one, and I just happened to be looking through the orders, and I saw the name there, and then been following her ever since. And that's pretty neat because she won a gold medal, and you know that you know when you watch the announcers, they say, "Yeah, she's the best putter, male or female, in the world." Yeah. <laughs> well, and she's up there leading that tournament right <laughs> that time last night. So I saw a name on, uh, from the Corn Ferry Tour last week that I know is. Pretty familiar to all of us, Peter Uline. Yeah, that's that's you know he he our records show he, he got one you know he and his dad bought some back back when he was at Bradenton at the IMG Academy and used it. And I talked to a good friend of mine, his son went there, and some of the other girls were there, like Jessica Corda, and there are a lot of girls back there that that used it and they taught with it. And yeah. So that's you know, and that that goes back a long time. So some of them now, of course, U- Uline's father, <laughs> yeah, Uline's father was president of Titleist back those days. He he wasn't 
paying full retail for a lot of anything in the golf world, but he bought a putting arc from you. Yeah, he bought two of them back then, and that was sort of funny. It's probably the only thing he's ever paid retail for in yeah. life in a golf business. So. IMG Academy, of course, the uh, Daily Fee Golf Course and school for teaching kids who want to become professional golfers. Uh, very successful school, academy, right? In Bradenton, we were just down the street from it in our practice session last night with the first T kids. And, uh, you know, so it was funny to see Uline's names pop up again. Uh, at the full other end of the spectrum, Champions Tour win by Steve Stricker. Yeah, they both, they both you know, go back in the early 2000s and, you know, when they first started using them. And, you know, I don't know if they're still using them now or not, but, the, you know, you look at their putting stroke on TV and Stricker's always been a really good putter and known for that. So it's sort of fun to, to see it follow them along, you know, whether they still use it or not. Well, maybe they hit it. Yeah. At a younger age, they learned it, how to how to move the putter and correctly. I, so that's I see. Fun to, that's fun to see and to follow. So. I see um, Rose Zhang's name up, up there, uh, the U.S. women's amateur champ in 2020. Uh, you have a bit of a connection with her also. Yeah, we, you know, we, it's, it's hard to hear. She goes to George, works with George Pinnell at the George Pinnell Golf Academy out in California. And he, he just was nice. A couple times he'd been nice enough to send me, hey, look at this girl or this girl. You know, I've been working with her and Rose is his latest prodigy and she's just amazing. She, she won the, like the, uh, 2020, uh, Mike McCormick award for the top amateur male or female in the, in the world that they give the award to wow. last year. And then she won the women's amateur. She beat Gabrielle Ruffle Ruffles in the finals who, who won it when they played at old Waverly. She was a defending champion. Mm-hmm. And ended up, I think going extra holes in the finals. So, and then a couple of weeks ago, she, tied for first in the LPGA event as a amateur and lost in a playoff. So it's, it's sort of fun to be able to follow it. I appreciate teachers like George that, that keep me informed about their students because it's, it's fun to be able to follow them through their careers. And, and finally, speaking of wins, uh, I think a real fan favorite over the years, Lydia Ko had her first win in three years at the LPGA Lot Championship I think a lot of people sort of uh, gave a little bit of applause to that. I think so. You could tell that her fellow players just congratulated her, and they're they're happy for her. And it, it's a neat story. She had had worked with a lot of different teachers, different caddies, and different stuff, and been working with Sean Foley, and just really he's really done a good job with her. And she she was, I think. 38 under the last 190 holes she played she was 38 under par yeah yeah 28 she under 28 in the championship under the tournament yeah. for the yeah. tournament and the week before that she was 10 under the final round of that last tournament she was 10 under so she was so in 90 holes she was 38 under that's not bad golf so. unbelievable unbelievable well um one other thing that's been unbelievable is the acceptance that your new book or your re-released book uh, about Ben well, Hogan's it's not, secret. It's not a re-release. It's not a re-release. It had nothing to do. I mean, it, uh, it, it, the only thing it really uses from the original book. We've had some people say, "Well, I've already got that other book. It's totally different." New book. Um, it, it apply the, the the pivot motion that you learned from the original book is important to do with 
with the swing that we feel that I feel Hogan used. And I mean, the, the, there's a couple of neat things in in the book. That some one of the guys, Mike Towell, had a book about Hogan that he talked about. Somebody asked Hogan, said, "Well, how do you swing a golf club?" And the guy, he, Hogan, says to him, "Says, well, you know who Ted Williams is or was." And the guy said, yeah, and who was the last 400 hitter in baseball. And he said, well, this is how he swung a baseball bat. And he took a three iron and he swung it horizontal with a swing that looked like, like Williams. He said, and then said every time he swung, he, he moved it down six inches and he did the same exact swing until he got the club on the ground. And then he said, this is how you swing a golf club. And he did the Ted Williams swing on an inclined plane. And, and that's, and he said, "That's all I do." And that, I mean, in a way, that's <clears throat> one of his secrets. He just he just had a beautiful golf swing. It looked like Ted Williams' baseball swing, and it, so there's stuff like that in the book that yeah. explain how to learn that the, the the move that you know the physics behind Hogan's release and the, the two parts of his release. You know, his arm rotation and his hand release well, are folk- something that had never been explained before, and we, yeah. I explained it in the book. So there's a, there's a neat stuff in the book. For Hogan fan, people that have read Five Lessons, it's a it's a totally new book. It doesn't cost a lot, and it doesn't take long to read, but it's got some really neat stuff in it. There you go, from Dave Hamilton, tips from Ben Hogan and Ted Williams. You can't do any better than that. Uh, the best way to find the book, Dave? It's available on theputtingarc.com or 800-898-0701. Leave a message, and we'll get back with them. So. Yeah, ben Hogan's Secret. Discovered by Dave Hamilton. Check it out at theputtingarc.com. Thanks for being with us in this month's Putting Corner. Good to talk to you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Dave. As always, Dave Hamilton, wealth of information. Love his book about Ben Hogan. Uh, Puttingarc.com. Again, check that out. Christian, the ladies are across the West Coast pond. They are in Asia, in Singapore, in fact. Two, two, uh, two back-to-back events, I believe. HSBC Women's World Championship. What do you got? Anything? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be definitely glued to the TV during that HSBC because that's going to be a really fun event to watch. Um, not only do you have both Corda sisters, as we always talk about, you got Danielle King, you got MV Park, Lydia Ko, you know, all these, all these women right now are coming into form. And I think that it's just going to be any, any event that they always play in is going to be a shootout. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I know they're already off to a good start this week, I believe. I think I looked at the leaderboard early today, but I don't know who was in the, in the top, but you know, again, I, I love watching the women play. They're a lot of fun and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to watching them down the road. You know what, in the, in the, in the growing trend of players that are, they've been there, then they haven't been there. Now they suddenly win again. I think there's going to be a name that's going to jump up this week. I'm not making predictions by the way. We're, we're not doing that, but I think Jin Young Ko, I mean, she is world number one, but I really think she's going to, I think she's going to play well this week. Yeah. I mean, she's number one in the world for a reason, obviously, but again, it, you know, it goes back to like the, both tours are in phenomenal spots right now. Right. You know, I mean, you, you could pick 10 different women golfers that are, that could win any given week. You know, I don't know if you could really say that right now on the men's side of things. I mean, you could say DJ, but DJ hasn't really played well as of late. You know, you could say JT, but JT also hasn't played well as of late either. You know, so 
I, I mean, it, it, it's so much fun to watch the girls play. It's, you know, they, they are just have shootouts every week and it's just awesome. So. Um, I'll tell you this much. I don't think she will get the job done. I mean, it's hard to bet against world number one. I don't think it's a bad guess, but I don't think she'll get the job done. There's just too much talent. Like it's too hard to say like, Oh, this one is for sure going to win. Like kind of like Christian mentioned. Um, I think that you'll see some phenomenal talent being presented because, well, that's what the LPGA is all about. And um, yeah, I mean, Obviously, it'll be a little bit tougher since they're on the uh, other side of the world to be able to follow. So we'll have to try to do our best to keep up. But, you know, those are unfortunately the breaks when you play a worldwide golf and, and, and game like the great game of golf is. So should be available to watch at about uh, midnight, I believe. Right? Uh, I think something <laughs> around there, midnight, one o'clock, well past my bedtime. since I'm East Coast there. time, folks. That, that's where we're at, if you, if, in case you're wondering. By the way, with since I'm talking about time, time. Who doesn't like to get up on a Sunday morning and watch the Open Championship? Oh. I'm so looking forward to that coming back. I mean, oh, this, this well. year, I I so miss the the Open Championship in, in 2020. Right now, I, I'm I'm okay with it. Watching on the rerun, I'll just not look at my. I'll, I'll watch the rerun and uh, sleep as opposed to the 7 a.m. rise and, and and catch it while eating breakfast. Yep, Come on. exactly. It's nothing wow. better. No, I, w- I wake up at 7 o'clock every morning, sometimes earlier, and watch it. Yeah. Absolutely. So the men, on the other hand, they are back in Florida. They're down at Innsbruck, the Copperhead course there. Amazing golf course, the Valspar is what we're talking about. And we are airing this a little bit later than normal, so I'm not going to even do the lines, but I will tell you who the uh, – the, the lot of the experts were Sunjay M, Paul Casey, two-time winner, hard to bet, bet against him. Patrick Reed, Corey Connors, all of them were getting – those were the four getting the big look. Before we dive into just talking about what the golf course might present, which I'll leave to you, Christian, I want to talk on – just mention another topic. Four players this week had to withdraw for COVID. Most notable, Terrell Hatton. Will Gordon, Bryce Garnett, and Step Straka all had to pull out from the uh, from the field in like the last 24 hours. Um, tested, I believe it was either Heat Bay or for COVID protocols. We'll just say it that way. So, is that a challenge as they're back in some of these allowing fans back into the under uh, the grounds of these events? Yeah, I mean, it could be a challenge, obviously. First and foremost, we hope that all four of them are going to be safe, healthy, obviously, moving forward. Hope that, that we get a speedy recovery. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think fans back necessarily is a really bad thing yet, just because, again, it brings back that atmosphere. You know, um, obviously, with the big NFL draft on tonight, people are talking about, you know, they, they love to have fans back at the, at the venue, right, cheering them on, cheering people on, you know, so – I don't think the the fans back was necessarily a bad thing. And I do think the PGA has done a very good job with COVID protocols and, you know, keeping in line with that and, and, and stuff like that. I am curious to see how things play out moving forward when you get to like the major championships and even like the Ryder cup moving forward and stuff like that, if they're still COVID going on during those times. But again, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to watch. Andrew got an opinion on it. Uh, Not really. I think Christian pretty much, put exactly my my opinions through it on there um uh 
for once we see eye to eye, which is usually pretty <laughs> shocking to say the least on this podcast because usually we're polar opposites with my first is last and everything like that. But you know, for once we agree. So I'll, I'll just I'll leave Christian gives the kinder, gentler side too. Yeah, that will, that will that's what podcast. We'll yeah. yeah, I'm like a soft teddy bear. You know. No, that's more like me. <laughs> I'd like to say I'm fluffy or husky. Either one of those would be actable. All right. So anyway, hey, uh, let's go back to the experts. Here's what I'm going to say. Shocking, right? Sun JM, Paul Casey, Corey Connors, Patrick Reed, those were the guys. And... JT and DJ were both are both in the field and neither of them are getting a nod. Shocking. Can't can't yeah, not really, to be honest with you. I mean, DJ really hasn't played well the last month, really, if you think about it. I mean, he hasn't been to where the DJ that we thought he would be, or excuse me, where he was once. Well, I can't speak today. Once was. Um, and same goes for JT. JT really hasn't been up at the top of the leaderboards. I mean, a few times here and there, but for, for those two with their resumes, they should be top 10. I mean, they should be winning events like these or at least playing better and stuff like that. I mean, that's just my opinion. But, again, it's golf. You know, you can go through droughts. I mean, look at Ricky Fowler, for example. I mean, the guy was in top five in the – top 10 in the world for six straight years, and now he's just fell off completely. You know what I mean? So, it, it's golf. I, don't, I wouldn't worry too much about DJ and Justin, but it doesn't surprise me at all. Andrew, you notice how you worked Ricky Fowler into a tele or one of our shows? <laughs> For once, I'm I could say that I'm I'm not shocked, but I mean it's not the first time that he's. Hey, he got the nod for the PGA, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw that. Wow, he's got a sponsor exemption to play in the PGA Championship. That's excellent. Is it a sponsor <laughs> exemption because of all of his sponsor deals since he can't be in the playing on the weekend because he's terrible? Yeah, you know, I, I looked at a schedule recently and it saw just like commercials on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday. I'm Friday, telling you right Saturday, now, on, on, on Sunday, on Sunday, I cannot wait. In fact, in fact, I'll tell you what, I may ask him if he can be on air. I'm going to reach back out to Don Ray, Secretary of the PGA of America, see if he'll join us again after the after the championship down at Kiowa. And see what it's like to be standing there on 18 with Ricky as the official greeters. I mean, it got, it's got to be pretty cool. You know, he ain't. Well, he, here, here's the question. He, 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 come on, I didn't even get a laugh out of this, that. Well, <laughs> okay, but here's the, here's the serious point to it. I mean, and, and here's something you didn't think about. I know it was obviously a joke, but you, you didn't think about the fact that he doesn't make the cut. Does he stick around for the weekend to begin with? I don't know. That, that's a serious point. I mean, Ricky ain't making the cut. I don't care. Ricky's here's, not making here's the thing. And going back, because I saw, uh, as I'm, I'm scrolling through, I got all my different news outlets up on the, on the side here. Um, PGA tour just posted. Um, so obviously we're talking big Mike earlier beforehand, but we talked, you also brought up and this is all segued together. So big Mike did looks like a shot 74 in the first round. If I read that correctly, because I just went through on the ticker on the PGA tours um, post on social media, but the other one, which this is where it segues back a little bit you talked about the 40 million and the hashtags and everything else that you'll see he does not have his name as an actual last name on his caddy's bag or on his caddy's uh little bib? Like, bib on the bib it says big mike on his bib nice. get out of here i'm not kidding I here, hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll see if i can <laughs> That's it says awesome. literally big mike here hold well on. i will i will t- i will tell you guys 
I have reached out, I have reached out to Big Mike to see if I if if uh, he will Mike. come on with us. So hopefully he does. There you go, Big Mike, right there. Love it. But very cool. Um, definitely different, but um, you know, it is what it is. We can't complain. So I do think though we are bringing up and and you did say it was on tap. Um, we had a player from the PGA Tour to stop by with our tea time for Tony, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I'm not ready to talk about that. We're not talking, oh, okay. I'm not ready to throw it down to Tony. Tony's Tony's tea time isn't still for a few more minutes. What I am ready to, to say is this week, because of the unusual nature of our show timing, we are going to skip the picks. But I will ask you, who do you think? So no points involved, because I don't want Christian to cry when I win again. Okay. So my question will be, who do you think does get it done this week? And I'm going to go first. Well, that's a pick then. What are you talking about? You said well, no. We're, we're going to make a pick, but it's no. And then you're saying who do you think is going to win? That's a pick. No. Well, we are going to we're going to make picks, but it's not going to count for our points because of the nature. Of, we already know what's going on for Thursday. Oh my goodness. Okay. Like, nah. I make the rules, Andrew. What else is new? I'm going to kick back you and do relax. It my way and or a better way. You just can't garbage. do it the worst way. This is garbage. I had that a chance. Moment. I could look at the leaderboard would, and see who I think. You would feel that way because you're in dead last. But anyway, have you picked a winner yet this year? No, but I did have a guy that made the cut when you guys couldn't even crack the, you know, weekend. So, I mean, and it was at a major, just throwing that one out there. So, Well, that makes a difference. All right. So, I think I personally, had we had we been able to record prior to play commencing, I personally think Patrick Reed is going to win this week. Yeah, I mean, I actually had it written down. To get there too. Yeah, I mean, I heard they have some pretty fluffy lies that he's got to, you know, meander his way. To get through to get through the snake pit. It it takes it takes a snake. Is that what you're going for? (laughs) Wow, wow. I mean, listen, you got to cheat on the PGA Tour to get a win. You guys, you got to be called a snake at least once or twice. So I feel like it's only fair. Wow. All right. I would love for He's Patrick Reed to snake pit. I would love for Patrick Reed to come on the show so you can say that to his face. I'll gladly. Oh my bolt BS. No shot you would say that to a professional right. golfer. So let, let me just let me, let me ask you. He's been spotted on multiple occasions. Oh, I'm not denying that he's cheated. I think I'll be honest with somebody as as I would you or him or anybody else on this podcast. As the voice of reason here, I think we need to back off this one and just say, Christian, who would have you picked this week? I <laughs> see. I picked DJ this week in my my on my short list to get right. it done. Okay, Andrew. Um, my short list. Let me re-go through my short list because I had a couple of guys that I had circled. Because I actually had a picks. We had a couple of guys throw some money in for this weekend. So let me just go through my short list here. Um, my short list was actually um, Abraham answer, but not for the reason. I still want to try to get him onto our podcast. I, only, I, I love this dude because of his caddy, the Dale Trail. He's on Instagram. He does hot dog reviews. He came out with his top 10. So obviously got to love that. Always good for a good hot dog. A um, couple other ones, Max Homa, our big guy on, on Twitter, 
You want to talk about a guy that's rightfully deserving of an extra bonus on that 40 million? Are, are you asking to try to get a piece of the 40 million? Is that what you're trying to oh, do absolutely. here? Absolutely. I got, okay. I got, I got wedding bills to pay. All right. You know, so. All right. So I'll tell you what, I personally, actually the question I need to, I, if I could get big Mike on here, I'm going to still work on it. I will ask him if he uses our official golf tee, which is the survivor golf tee, official golf tee of golf talk live with its center prong technology with external balancing prongs provides the lowest friction between golf ball and golf tee for a big hitter like big Mike. That's probably what he needs. Uh, height gauge allows for depth, consistent tee depth, the most advanced performance golf tee made today and the longest rollout engineered with grade polymer. Again, the survivor golf tee, the official golf tee at golf talk live and I can't confirm it, but it, it's probably down at the Valspar right now. And you know who else is down near at, in Innsbruck? Ooh, Tony, Tony Leodora. So it is time to throw it down to Tony. Tony, you're next on the box with Jason Kokrak. Welcome to Tony's Tea Time, a collection of some of the favorite places I like to play. And this week's featured tea time just happens to be the same place where the PGA Tour is playing this week, Innisbrook Resort, and in particular, the famous Copperhead course. I've played it many times over the years, going way back to the 80s. used to be a favorite place to take all the Phillies coaches and even manager Nick Leva during his days with the Phillies. But recently, I got to play the Copperhead course Twice so far this year, as sort of a little preview of this week's Valspar Championship. And believe me, it certainly hasn't lost anything over the years. If anything, the Copperhead course continues to get better. And of course, its famous final holes, the snake pit, as they call it, holes 15, 16, 17, 18. It is one of the most daunting closes on the PGA Tour. Lucky thing about it is, as a resort, it's a course that people can play the rest of the year when the PGA Tour is not here. It's not cheap, but it really is a very special experience. Just a little bit north of Clearwater, right where the Phillies play spring training, right on Highway 19, there's all of the fast food places and businesses along Highway 19, and then all of a sudden there is an entrance to Innisbrook and this amazing, huge nature preserve that houses the four courses at Innisbrook Resort, including the Copperhead Course. Very much different from the rest of Florida. It has hills up and down that really would remind you of someplace else in the country other than coastal Florida. But it really is a wonderful old golf course that continues to get refurbished every few years and regrassed and all of the things that you need to do to get a golf course in prime condition for the touring pros as well as us touring amateurs. But don't just take my word for it. Why don't you take the word of one of the players playing this week at the Valspar and someone who has played very well there in the past 
PGA Tour star Jason Kokrak. I think it's uh, a great test of golf. I think everything's right there in front of you. It's just um, you got to hit hit a great golf shot. Uh, you get out of position, you're definitely going to make a bogey. Um, I, you know, I love it here. It's it's a it's a great venue, uh, great great place to come to. Uh, the greens are always fast, and I like golf courses that uh, you don't have to shoot 2,500 par to win. Uh, it always seems to be right around 10, 1,200 par, somewhere around in there. And uh, you know, I like uh, I seem to play a tough golf course as well. Well, there you heard it, folks, from Jason Kokrak. I'm sure that if you talk to a lot of the other PGA Tour players, they would echo those same sentiments. Innisbrook, and in particular, the Copperhead course, is one of the favorites of the PGA Tour. Enjoy watching it all week, and then come down and play it some other time this year. And thank you, Jason. Thank you, Tony. As always, the traveling golfer, Andrew. He's out and about, as always. He is indeed. Christian, we never know where he's going to pop up next, so we'll have to look out. <laughs> he is the man, the myth, the legend. He is the man, the myth, the legend. Without question, I've, I've, I've compared him to Where's Waldo because he's everywhere. I mean, he's all over the place. That he, but, is, uh, that he is. But, I mean, when you wear as many hats as that guy does, you got to. I mean, you got to be a little Where's Waldo here and there to kind of bob and weave and get to where you need to be. I'll tell you what, I've, I have not seen somebody that is, he, Tony is ever, he truly is everywhere. I mean, you'll catch him down in, in the Carolinas at a golf course down there. Then he's down at Innsbruck. Then he's, then he's doing a, uh, a filming for an upcoming TV show out West. So we appreciate him checking in as always. Christian, we are coming to the 18th green. Andrew's going to attempt to putt out while we wait for that, which we should have at least three. Um, what's your final thoughts? Yeah, final thoughts. Obviously, you know, if we're if we're waiting for Andrew to put out, that's going to take a long time. So we could be here a while. Um, but no, overall, hopefully, you guys. Um, I, I say it every week. You know, continue to follow us on all social media accounts. You know, we're growing at a rapid rate, and uh, you know, hopefully, you guys can continue to follow us on this journey. Um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You know, you name it. Your support means the world to us. Hopefully you guys can continue to give us feedback and let us know how we can continue to grow and get better. Um, hopefully you guys have a safe and healthy week and we will see you guys on our show on Sunday. On Monday, excuse me. Well, since I finished, cause you know, I only need a one putt anymore. And after going through my time on the perfect practice putting mats and in the putt, listen to all the good things in the putting corner, I'm actually done. So you guys can finish your, your, your round out while I tell you. Have you, round. have you ever wow. one putted you in know your what? life? You know what, Christian, I love how he did that. Yeah. That was, mm-hmm. impro- I, I, I see what you did there, Andrew. You not only worked in the putting corner, and perfect practice all in one little comment. That was impressive. Pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Good, but listen, good job. I'm, 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 get, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, and I did one putt. I actually I went back because you guys gave me shit, and I will say the word shit on here this time because you did. You told me that my putting was terrible the last round I played. I told you that I couldn't putt on the back nine, but the front nine I I putted well. I went through it. I only had eleven putts the entire front nine. So uh-huh. I was putting pretty well. So what about the, what about the back nine? Uh, the back nine, I was at 16. So it was still not a bad putting round, Ooh. but it was not nearly as good. So yeah, 
right. All right. So I'm going to wrap it up by just saying this, guys. Uh, product of the month, Vegas Golf, the game. A few more days for their product of the month. A few more days for our contest out there on Instagram. You can follow us on all social medias at Golf Talk Live. We would love to get some feedback there, as Christian mentioned. I think I mentioned to you guys today, I'm looking a little uh, tans because I spent some time out at Bella Vista Golf Course. When it comes to great golf in the Philadelphia Western suburbs, the conversation always turns to Bella Vista Golf Course. This must-play facility designed by Jim Blockovich is known for its great layout and even better conditioning. It's also home to La Mazaria, an elegant facility for weddings, banquets, and private parties. I will tell you what I saw. They, they actually did a couple of really cool things with La Masseria. You need to check that out in itself. For more information, go to bellavistagc.com. And don't forget about their sister courses, Mainland Golf Course, which is having some bunker work being done to continue to improve that beautiful facility, as well as Morgan Hill, sitting high atop overlooking the town of Easton, PA, Morgan Hill Golf Course in Easton. Bella Vista Golf Course. Had a great time. Andrew, yeah, anything? Uh, well, you just stopped me in the middle of my conversation. So, I mean, I was just no. we were done being kind, you know. So, my final thoughts are this. Um, it's okay batting third sometimes, folks. Allows you to get your thoughts collected. Allows you to uh, make sure you you figure out what do what to do and what not to do on the golf tee. So, just be aware of that on your weekend outing this time go around. Um, look forward to seeing everybody on our Monday show. Again, if you are listening to this, we are recording late and a little bit of a later release uh, due to some personal reasons. So apologies there. Um, sometimes hard to uh, be able to update everybody um, when things happen out of the, out of the blue. But um, other than that, thank you guys all for tuning in again, as always, be sure to tune in. Uh, to our shows Monday and Thursday, normal releases, as well as be able to share that with some friends, family, and anybody you know that likes the game of golf or is learning to want to learn how to play golf. We try to be as open as we can and, and try to help as many as we can. So that's my closing thoughts. Turn it back over to you, and uh, we will see you guys on Monday. Christian, hit it long and straight. Because it beats short and crooked. Oh, yeah. <laughs>